Tony, it happened. The Browns traded Baker Mayfield. It took a little longer than we thought uh, way back when in in March and April. We kind of thought that he might go to the Colts. It was one of our, our biggest episodes was Baker to the Colts. It was your prediction initially, Tony. And I thought it made a lot of sense until the Colts traded for Matt Ryan. Then we thought maybe, hey, Baker might go to the Seattle Seahawks. He didn't go to the Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks recently released that they were more interested in a Drew Locke, Geno Smith showdown. And so it seemed like Baker might stay on the Browns. He'd be paid, I believe, something in the neighborhood of near $20 million to just sit on the bench behind Jacoby and Deshaun. Um, it, but people were speculating, hey, maybe Baker can step in, assuming Deshaun gets suspended, which is increasingly likely. I think by the day we're going to get closer to a suspension for Watson. So now with the Browns realizing, hey, Baker's not going to play for us. He's done. And, you know, Seattle now being out of the game, there's only really one team that wants Baker, and it's the Panthers. And shoot, we better get him out the door before the 49ers are willing to make an offer. So, Tony, what does this mean for the Panthers, for the Browns, for Jimmy Garoppolo, for Cam Newton? I mean, this impacts so many people. Where do you want to start? Let's start, well, I, I think out of respect, this is a big Panthers trade. We got to get your initial reaction. It's just gut reaction as soon as you got it. As a resident Panthers fan, you had to have been ecstatic, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I saw this and was thrilled. I, I have been wanting Baker since the the Browns made it clear that Baker was not a future part of their plans, uh, even before they got to Sean, when they tried to trade for Sean and were denied the first time. You know, I am genuinely ecstatic. I think that Baker is a good quarterback. I think he spent most of his time last season injured, and that's why he played so poorly. I think the true Baker Mayfield is closer to the Baker Mayfield that led the, the Kansas City Chiefs to the playoffs and led them to a first-round victory and a close game against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the Baker Mayfield I'm expecting to see uh, this year, assuming once he gets the offense down. And I, you know, there is no reason that Baker Mayfield is not the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. If you go to ESPN, he's already listed as the starting quarterback on the Panthers' depth chart. So there's no reason Mayfield is not the starter, and I think he increases the Panthers overall dramatically. Yeah, I agree. I think Baker is... I don't know if I want to say great. I think he's on that line for me between good and great. He played fairly well last year considering, you know, he had an injury. It was a pretty serious one. It was right. I mean, it was in his shoulder. So obviously that's going to severely impact how you throw the ball as a quarterback. If he can throw, I mean, he threw 17 touchdowns and 13 interceptions last season, 60% completion percentage and just over 3000 yards. If that's the guy you're getting when he's injured, I think that's a really good guy to have. Now I, Personally, I've, I've kind of been back and forth with Tom on this. I thought that Sam Darnold should get another year. But as soon as I saw this trade and how cheap it was for them to get Baker Mayfield, it doesn't make any sense for you to continue with Sam Darnold, even if he did you know, deserve another year or not. At this point, it doesn't really matter. You're getting Baker Mayfield for a fifth, potentially fourth-round draft pick, and the Browns are taking on most of his salary for this year. It really was a deal that was too good to be true. And I think the Browns have done it again. They they did a Browns thing, and as soon as they start to look like there's light at the end of this awful tunnel for them, they have to do something to ruin it. And I think that they that's exactly what they've done with this whole Deshaun Watson thing. Well, before we get to analysis, let's actually give the people the details of the trade so they know what we're working with. So if you haven't heard by now, the Browns and Panthers are, of course, 
have agreed to a trade. In principle, it's pending a physical, which I'm assuming he should pass. Um, but Mayfield obviously goes to Carolina for a 2024 fifth-round pick, which can become a fourth-round selection. Now, the details as to what that trigger is aren't out there, but I would imagine it's fairly similar to Carson Wentz, where it's like, hey, he needs to be playing X amount of snaps on our roster this year for this to be triggered into a fourth. Now, with Carson Wentz, I believe when he went to the Colts, that conditional pick was was triggered. So I'm ex- I'm anticipating just essentially say it's a fourth-round pick. Um, Cleveland is going to pay Mayfield $10.5 million, but Carolina will pay only $5 million. Mayfield, who was actually owed $18 million, uh, he decided to take a $3.5 million pay cut. I'm assuming that was part of what got him out was that if he was willing to take money off, Carolina was interested in him, uh, and Cleveland was willing to part with him if he took money off. So Cleveland is now $8 million in their cap, which is huge. The Panthers are only bringing on a $5 million burden, which is just, it's it's great for, I don't want to say this is great for all sides. I do think that the Browns are losing a good quarterback, but considering the fact that they have Deshaun Watson, getting him off their books and getting him onto somebody else's books, I do think that this was actually a win and a good move for the Browns. I'm, okay, I'm going to say that this was a. I'm going to say this is a bad move, even with the whole Deshaun Watson thing. I'm going to say this was a bad move because I do think that whether the guy wanted to play or not, I do think they could have got a little more out of him uh, in terms of the trade value they got. And I also think that they probably didn't really have to offer up paying most of his salary for this year. They probably could have found something a little better, but at the same time, yes. He was going to be a big cap hit. He wasn't going to play for him. The Browns really just put themselves in a terrible situation in what I think is going to go down as probably one of the dumbest football moves in a long time with this whole Deshaun Watson thing because he's going to be suspended. That's not a question. It's just going to be for how long. Yeah, I mean, so in in unpacking this, I think, like we said at the top, the Colts were a really good spot for Mayfield to go, and it made a lot of sense. And then they went and got Matt Ryan from the Falcons, which I liked a lot and still do like. And so that was one less team. And then the Seahawks said, well, we're not interested in Mayfield. And so what options did that leave for the for Mayfield to get dealt? Because I think the Browns, look, you know, once Mayfield found out that they were trying to trade for Deshaun Watson and it looked like the Browns were eliminated from the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, like it... It looked like Baker was still done and was still disinterested, and it didn't matter even if they hadn't got Deshaun. And then they went in and got Deshaun anyway um, through a crazy reversal of circumstances. And so I think Baker was done from from the moment he found out that the Browns were interested in Deshaun. And so I think they had to get rid of him. And I think the question was, what landing spot could he conceivably have gone to? Look, looking physically looking at a list of the teams right now, I think the Commanders could have been a spot, but they got Carson Wentz. There's nobody in the AFC East. I don't think they're going to trade him within the division to the AFC North. You don't want to see him twice a year. I don't think there was anyone in the AFC South. Maybe you could make an argument for the Texans, but I think they like Davis Mills. There's nobody in the AFC West. There's nobody in the NFC West if the Seahawks are out, which they said they were. The NFC South, I think you could make a case for the Falcons, but they have... They have their guy in Mariota now, so I don't think they're interested. The NFC North isn't interested. They all have quarterbacks. And the NFC East, again, isn't interested except for you know maybe the commanders, but they have Wentz. I think maybe maybe you could make a case for I actually I take it back. You could make a case for the Giants. So I just I don't think there was a market. 
And with every single day that passes, I'm expecting a Jimmy Garoppolo trade or cut. And I think that the Panthers probably would have taken Jimmy G. And so the Browns just the Browns just wanted to get him out. I think they essentially are trading trading the cap loss for that pick and just trying to get him out the door. I really think they just screwed this up so bad from the start. As soon as it even came out that they were interested in this, I thought it was a terrible idea. There was no reason to do this. He was injured last year. He gets a pass. I think that he still has tremendous upside to him when he's healthy. The only other teams that I kind of thought about that could potentially be interested, as you said, the Giants, I thought were one that that could make a kind of a surprise jump in that nobody really talked about. Another one I'm kind of surprised didn't really make any effort at all was the Texans. I'm a Davis Mills fan, but I honestly, I don't think that he's going to be any kind of a Baker Mayfield level talent. I think he's just going to be a pretty mediocre standard starter. I thought they could have made a run at him, but I, I, I think given how bad the Browns screwed it up, they did just need to get him out the door. So in terms of just getting him out, getting him traded, getting everybody squared away and kind of back on back on the road to focusing on the next season, I do think this was the right move for them. I just think this whole situation was it, the epitome of just the Browns management. I don't look, I don't think that this is a good move necessarily like just in a vacuum by itself because I think Baker Mayfield obviously has a lot of potential and you're eating his salary. But I look within the context of hey we have Deshaun it makes perfect sense to me why they did it and I I I like the move for the Panthers I think that look at this point anybody over Darnold is pretty good I was expecting Matt Corral to start some way through this at some point through the season if they had just kept Darnold I honestly expected them to be in the Jimmy G sweepstakes and so it makes sense to me for the Panthers to do this and the move makes sense I think that look. Worst comes to worst, he's on an expiring contract. Like this isn't like Darnold. You're not signing up for two more years of Baker Mayfield. You know, you're signing up for one year on an expiring deal in which you're only paying for five million. Like, you know, this is a slam dunk move for the Panthers. And I think for the Browns, again, just just get him out. If he was gonna be a problem and you you know, it was this, it was this, and they eat some salary and get a trade pick out of it, or he'd be on their bench one year because his entire deal is guaranteed. Yeah, it definitely is a huge upgrade for the Panthers. This is going to be I'm, – I'm excited to see what he can do. The only thing that I am concerned about, and Tom, you might have some more insight to this, is he is coming off of this injury, and we know he's really tough. But playing with an injury like that is long-term going to be uh, probably not great for your shoulder. How is How do you think he's going to fare with the poor O-line, as we've discussed, that the Panthers have? Do you think he's going to make it – all the way through the year, no injuries. You're not really going to see the backup unless you're in an unusually good spot. I actually, so, you know, doing some some reading to kind of prepare for this, I do actually think Baker Mayfield is going to be healthy. So I don't think, I don't think it's going to carry into that. He had surgery. I guess the good thing about the Browns missing the playoffs is that he had more time to heal. And so he got that labium repaired in a surgery um, and, you know, he's been throwing this off season and he's a hundred percent as, you know, as we kind of start coming up on, on training camps. So I think he's going to be fine. The question that's more important is, well, how does the Carolina Panthers offensive line look? And I, I honestly think that it's not going to be as bad as it was last year. Really? You think there's, you think there's going to be some noticeable upgrade? Well, yeah, I mean, they're, <laughs> they're better be right Their Their, their first round pick was on Ikemikuo. 
Iquano, I believe. And look, that's just that's a first round left tackle. He's one of the highest graded by Mel. I think that that has to improve you at least a little bit. With how terrible that line was, one of the worst in the NFL, it has to make you better. Yeah, I definitely, I, I do think they're going to get better. I am worried about. I'm always worried about re-injury with with injuries like this that are so involved in the quarterback position and how long he played uh, mm-hmm. with it. Who knows how long he played uh, before we even really knew how bad it was. So while, yes, he is going to be 100% for this season unless something crazy happens, that risk of re-injury is always going to be lingering in the back of my mind. But I absolutely cannot wait to see what he does. Hopefully, speaking of other injuries, Christian McCaffrey can finally come back and be a oh, weapon hold on. The, so that wasn't the only the the draft wasn't the only time the Panthers made an offensive lineman move. So in free agency they added Austin Cor- Corbett. So he played ninety nine point two percent of the snaps with the Rams. So he's an upgrade at right guard. They took on Bradley Bozeman. He was the center for the Ravens. He played ninety percent of their snaps. So like there are legitimate upgrades. Bozeman is starting, which I think is going to be very big for the line. I believe Corbett should be starting. And, you know, you have you have a first-round promising prospect. I mean, there's no reason that this line shouldn't be taking dramatic steps forward. Yeah, I guess that is a good point. I haven't really followed the, uh, the O-lineman pickups for the Panthers particularly well this offseason, so that's definitely going to be your area a bit more. But it does, it does sound like they've made a lot of the right moves. So do you, do you really – do you think that Baker is going to be – I guess I should phrase this differently – how many wins better do you think the Panthers can be with Baker Mayfield? Well, give me a give me a second, and I can probably answer that for you. But right now, with the Panthers as they are through Zelo, they're just uh, shy of five wins, and currently projected to be the worst team in the NFL. I mean, second worst. Excuse me. Uh, the The only team that's rated worse right now by Zelo is the Texans. Now. Give me a second. I'm still waiting for Baker Mayfield's fantasy projections to change, and I'm probably asking a little bit too much of all the fantasy sites. Um, but as I as I look for some new Baker Mayfield projections, I can get you a better answer. Yeah, that's certainly. I I don't want to say that I would be a hundred percent surprised if the Panthers really did that poorly, but I would be a little bit. Um, even with the Sam Darnold as your starting quarterback, I don't think that they're second worst in the league uh, kind of talent. Definitely not with Baker Mayfield. I don't think they're going to be like a top 10 team or anything, and I don't even think they're going to make the playoffs, but I would. I am curious to see what kind of a noticeable jump that we could potentially see out of the Panthers this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's it's going to be sizable. We didn't see Sam play a full season last year because he was injured and um, you know he he missed good chunks of the season. But even what I saw, I was not a huge fan of, and he was not projected to be much better if he did play a full season. Currently, Zelo had him as a sixty on a passer rating with eighteen touchdowns and twenty six interceptions. So he was going to be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, especially considering his age. Yeah, that is definitely I, – I, I'm just excited for this year, honestly. There's there's just no way around it. Baker, I want to see him healthy again because I have always been kind of a Baker fan, and he has dropped off significantly even before the injury. He didn't quite look him, the, the same as he, as he did his freshman year when he kind of broke up a ton of different rookie quarterback records. So I'm excited to see if the changeup of the team – the new offense, if all of that can bolster him and get him back on track for that. 
But at the same time, something that we always like to talk about when there's a quarterback trade is you always have to prepare for that first year to be kind of tough. He's got to learn a whole new offense. He's got some time to do it. I think he still has, you know, about two-ish months until the um, regular season fully starts and we get into the swing of things. So he has time to get some chemistry with some guys. It's not necessarily a last-minute kind of thing or mid-season thing. So I do think that he could be going into this uh, regular season looking pretty good, but you always have to think a new environment, new teammates, new playbook, new coaches. That's a lot of new things to take into account, and not every guy that's traded can be like Matthew Stafford and go and win a Super Bowl immediately, especially not on the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, no, I, I'm not I'm not setting any kind of expectations. So he should have some time to learn the playbook, but I'm not setting expectations beyond just playing well. Like, looking, I want to see him look better as the season goes on, uh, and and really just, I, look, I'm going to be honest, just be better than Sam Darnold. Like, just look <laughs> better than Sam Darnold looked. It's that, a win. I mean... That is that is a win, definitely. Can't argue it's, with that. It's a really low bar, but it is a win. <laughs> uh, and it's so, so looking looking at the the Baker looking at the Baker Mayfield swap for the Panthers. The Panthers did improve; they're now above the Texans, um, and that is just taking into account Baker because Baker's overall stat line is dramatically better than that of Darnold's currently. CBS Fantasy has him projected to be uh, through you know an 18 interception player, 20 touchdowns, and about 100 more yards than Darnold, and about two percent more accurate. So those those stats all combine to be about a 110 passer rating with an overall value of about 120, and so it moves the needle a little bit. I would imagine we're going to see a lot more of an impact on the on the skill position players as they kind of get a more accurate passer and a better passer. But just as right now, it doesn't move the needle a ton, but I think it will move the needle more dramatically when we, we you know, when the when the fantasy world and the projections world have time to react I also to think everything. That's kind of those stats that you just listed off as the fantasy projections. Honestly, I think that those are the stats that they would be that you should be projecting for a very injured Baker Mayfield. I think that is the absolute floor for him. He should do, in my opinion, he should do significantly better. I would be surprised if he does worse than 25-plus touchdowns, maybe 15 interceptions at most. Uh, I definitely don't think it's going to be that close, the 20 touchdowns, 18 interceptions like they have projected. I think he's going to be significantly better than 100 yards better than Sam Darnold. And I do see his completion percentage taking a bit of a jump. So I I think that those projections are not very good, honestly. I think that a lot of people are kind of hit or miss on Baker Mayfield. And it's really due to a lot of injury. And he's going to have to prove that this year. We're not going to be able to use that excuse after this year if he's, you know, showing a similar stat line again. I think then we're going to start moving into the – is he not as good as we thought he was? But he definitely has this year, in my opinion, to completely set his own narrative again. Yeah, I mean, look, those are conservative estimates just because the everyone is still in reaction mode because this trade is so new. I'm currently running through all of the, the, the Panthers players' numbers. They all are having marginal upticks as a result. So like Christian McCaffrey, he improved probably by about another eight points. DJ Moore improved by probably about four points. 
Like there are legitimately upgrades to the Carolina Panthers players statistically, you know, as a result of simply just getting a talent upgrade. So I think that should be that should be telling too. And you know, the the Panthers are legitimately starting to look more like a more competitive team, a more complete team, and by Zelo a better team. Yeah, absolutely. Next stop, you guys are going six and zero against the NFC South. Calling it. <laughs> I don't know about that. I did have someone text me the division got a lot more interesting, and I said let's let's pump the brakes on that. It just means we're not going to be the worst team in the NFL, like I thought we yeah. might. In between yourself and the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I want to go to people who are so some other winners and losers besides the Panthers. I think we both agree Panthers won this trade and won it by a country mile, won it by the distance of Carolina to Cleveland. And the Browns lost this trade. Now, how much they lost this trade by is very dependent on your opinion. You know, I know you. I feel like you and I are going to disagree about how much the Browns lost here. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think the Browns. I think this is a terrible trade. I, don't, I think, and not to rehash it because we've been there. They won it as much as they could, but let's let's move on to winners and losers. So just in general. Uh, uh, that aren't. Yeah, just in general. So I think number one has to be Cam Newton. The first stop we're going to make here is Cam Newton. As a winner or a loser? As a loser. Obviously, as a loser. <laughs> I'll be honest. I you don't... don't, you don't... Panthers? No, he's not. That's, what I'm, that's my point, is that he's not on the Panthers. And so, you know, not to be mean to Cam Newton, but where is he going to go? There is not a lot of interest in the league for him right now at the moment, which I find very disappointing. And I think that the Panthers were probably one of his best, if not his singular best option to get back into the league. And so I just, I don't, I I think he lost today. Absolutely. I mean, if, I mean, that tells you everything you need to know, right? I had no idea if he was even still on the Panthers or not. He's, it's not a secret that over the past year or so, I have been very out on Cam Newton. Oh yeah. You've been very anti Cam Newton. yeah, I've been very public about that. Like, there's there's no hiding it. So, I know that you just said, you know, the Panthers were his best chance to get it back in the league. I think the Panthers were his only chance to get back in the league. I don't think we see Cam Newton touch a starting position for the rest of his career unless something goes really poorly somewhere else. Like, he's just not a well, good that's, that's why I wanted to say they're not his only because... Uh, that, and that's why they're his best, because I think now he, and and let's be real, I think before now, he was going to have to be a backup wherever he went. Whether he liked it or not, he was going to be behind Sam Darnold, because this was the year that the, the Panthers really needed to figure out, can we win with Sam Darnold, or do we need to cut him loose? And so I think he was going to be behind Sam Darnold. So I think the Panthers were his best option because of the history and the legacy of the franchise, and the fact that you know Cam moves the needle in Carolina, that cannot be forgotten, but now with with Carolina having four quarterbacks on the books because they have you know they have Matt Corral, their third round draft pick, they obviously have Baker Mayfield, they have Sam Darnold, and PJ Walker is sitting there as the fourth string. Like there's not just one physically not room for Cam Newton, but two, I think that between now having Baker, Sam, and Matt, there just isn't also room for him to compete anywhere. And so I think that with the the 
he's not an, the Panthers are not an option for Cam Newton anymore. The Panthers are off the Cam Newton train. And I don't think there's another team out there who is also on the Cam Newton train. So I think Cam Newton is going to either have to take a backup role somewhere in like Houston or, you know, and I've said this for now years, I've said he needs to go to the Ravens. I think he would love being on the Ravens um, because he could kind of be an interesting mix-up option for them if, if um, you know, if Lamar Jackson is injured or something, or just be a fun, you know, as a, as an optional weapon to use. Um, oh, who's the Saints guy, Tony? I can't believe I'm blanking on this. James, oh wait, the, who are you talking about? The gadget guy. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Taysom Hill. He could be a Taysom Hill for the, the Ravens, and that would be, I think, a lot of fun. So I think the Ravens are an option, but that also might just be me being like, I kind of like the Ravens. Um, yeah, I mean, I was... But yes, I... When you said that, honestly, I was kind of thinking the Ravens would be the worst team for him to go to just because Lamar Jackson is kind of... It's like, you know, look what you used to be. Look at that one good year you had. Look, you were you were this guy. It, it wouldn't really be a change-up if Lamar went down. It would just be a worse version of the same guy. It's a guy that can run and has a noodle arm. Like, that's what they already have. I think it would be interesting to have him there because of that. Because the fact that the offense can operate kind of without without skipping a beat because they both are. Now, I think the difference is how Cam runs versus how Lamar runs. We don't need to get into that, but Lamar is obviously a much more nimbler runner, whereas Cam was a power runner and was willing to blow up bodies, whereas Lamar is, you know, is more of a finesse guy. So I think that how they mechanically run is different, but not to get too into the weeds on on the running abilities of uh, of Cam and Lamar. But I mean, look, I don't know what team is going to take Cam. And I think, like I said, the Panthers were his best shot. So Cam Newton today is a big loser. Yeah, absolutely. He has, I personally don't think he has any business being in the NFL anymore. Like, I, I really, I really don't see anything out of him. And he hasn't shown pretty much anything to anybody. He was in Carolina for obviously most of his career, and he had that one, frankly, mediocre MVP season. And then Slander. A- after that, he just absolutely fell off the face of the year. 2016, 19 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. 2017 wasn't much better. 2018, pretty much the same. And then he went to uh, New England after being hurt in 2019 with Carolina. Didn't do anything there. Went back to Carolina. Did even less somehow. He he just hasn't shown that he has any potential anymore, and he's aging rapidly. He's 32, which for a quarterback, obviously with Tom Brady and all the other guys that have played forever, isn't that old. But it's old for his play style. Like his play style certainly does not lend to yeah. that age. His or I should say his age does not lend to the play style. Yeah, he he doesn't play as a guy that's going to have a long career in the NFL. And even if he was really good at it still, he was only really good at this, arguably, for one year. Other than his one year that he won MVP, his stats are about as run-of-the-mill mediocre as you could possibly get. I mean, I'm not going to go that far to say he was run-of-the-mill every other year. I think he's had good years, and I think he's had bad years, and I think... Really, since he left Carolina, he has not done a whole lot to impress. You know, we gave him, I I gave him the benefit of the doubt from his New England tenure because New England was just kind of a a hot mess express that year. 
not because of Cam Newton, but because of just really the lack of offense, if I'm, if I'm being honest, in New England. Um, and so I gave him the benefit of the doubt. He came back. I w- I'm still willing to give him the, be- the benefit of the doubt until now because I think, like I said, Carolina was really his only option left in the league. And now that Carolina has kind of closed its doors, I don't know where he goes. Yeah, I really don't think he goes anywhere. So, yeah, to circle back as to what the segment is, he's definitely a loser. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, no, I was I was going to check the 49ers and see if they got rid of Jimmy G. Maybe he could slide in there, but no. Okay, so that was kind of the my segue was to Jimmy G. I think Jimmy G is now a loser too. I I don't know. It's it's tough because those are such different different situations. I think, but I think it still works the same. In that Jimmy G, one of his top options was the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers, according to reporting, had been pretty interested in Jimmy G. And Jimmy G is not long for the 49ers, according to Dan Graziano. He does not think that the 49ers are going to retain him, but are going to trade or release him because it's like a $20 million salary savings if they, salary cap savings if they get rid of him. Like, I, I think that Jimmy G is going, now is going to get cut instead of traded. He very well could, and that's where it's kind of like, you know, the Doctor Strange scenario of, you know, there's a million and whatever outcomes, and this is what happens in this one. Like, it, there could be so many things that happen. What I am really interested in is the fact that Jimmy G is healthy. He has performed well enough with the Niners to be a feasible option, a quarterback for other teams. The only reason that I can think of right now that he hasn't been traded to somebody or even been in the news to be traded, I mean, Trey Lance has to suck, right? No, I don't think so. I, I, I cannot think of any other reason why they haven't made at least any kind of an effort to get, get rid of him or trade him in some way. Trey Lance has to be underwhelming. Underwhelming, maybe, but I have a feeling that the $25 million in cap savings is going to be compelling enough. I mean, maybe, but there's 31 other teams, and a decent amount of them could definitely use a quarterback up until now. But they're but- they're not going to trade for him, though, because they would, they would absorb his money, I believe. They would absorb $25 million. Like, that was the only way that teams, like the teams were going... What? Not if the Niners cut a deal like the Browns did. I don't think they are, though. I think that the 49ers are not... Actually, so instead of Jimmy G being the loser, let's just say it's the 49ers and Jimmy G, because Jimmy G got a little bit less valuable on the trade market, and so they're probably just going to have to cut him. Yeah, he's probably going to linger around free agency. I would imagine, let's say he does get cut, I do think that we probably see him get picked up by somebody before this this next year is over he's Mm -hmm. probably going to be a situation where you know some young guy or some rookie comes in is absolutely just not doing anything they don't really have a backup jimmy g's sitting there yeah sure we could try to pick him up on maybe a veteran minimum for a year and see what happens so i think that if he gets cut that's likely what happens i don't really see him getting traded at this point no that's what i'm saying is that the panthers were his best destination Panthers. The Panthers were his last chance, honestly. Now they're definitely out. Now that they have Baker, there's no chance they're sitting on anybody else. So I don't see him getting traded at this point. It's either he's playing or he's getting cut. 
Yeah, I mean, so going down the list of teams that can absorb a $25 million cap hit, and it, I understand it doesn't have to be a $25 million cap hit um, because they could, they can kind of take salary, but the Bears could the Bears could absorb it, but they have a quarterback. The Browns obviously have a quarterback. The Cowboys have a quarterback. The Raiders have a quarterback. The Panthers just picked up a quarterback. Like, the, the only teams that can I think again like if we physically look at the list of NFL teams the AFC East probably not taking them the AFC North definitely not taking them maybe this maybe the Steelers would actually I, I could kind of see the Steelers but that's neither here nor there I think they have a quarterback in Pickett so I don't think they're interested in getting Jimmy G the Texans the Texans just because Mills is not that enticing an option to build your franchise around the AFC West is fine the NFC West reportedly the Seahawks are not interested in a quarterback and I really would have to imagine that the 49ers don't want to trade to an in-division rival the the NFC South is obviously booked maybe the Saints but I think I think Winston is the future for now you know maybe the Giants in the NFC East and you know there's nobody in the NFC North so I I think that with the Panthers gone the 49ers are just left with no choice but to cut him yeah, I think the Steelers made a huge mistake picking up Trubisky instead of trying to get something for Jimmy G. Because I'm not a huge Jimmy G fan, but I am far less of a Mitchell Trubisky fan. Yeah, I could have seen them, you know, go for for Jimmy G and just for a season, and then have Pickett ready to roll out. But I believe I think Trubisky's under a two year contract, right? I honestly don't know. Let me double check because I think Trubisky is on a two year contract, which was kind of the appeal of signing him. Yeah, so he's got he signed through this year and next year. And his cap number actually is really cheap and affordable this year, and then it jumps up next year. But I think yeah, they can they can cut him a lot more. They can cut him to save more. Yeah, I don't know. I will never understand what the heck they're doing with that. I love Mike Tomlin. I think the Steelers are run really well, but that is a move that I will never understand. I think it's because this year he's he's three point four million. That's super cheap, and you can do a lot of stuff and keep your defense around. And next year he may be ten point six, but he's ten point six on paper because you can cut him and save eight million dollars. So I have to imagine that's the thinking: is that you know the only the only guaranteed money he's got is his prorated bonus, and so that's you know that's what the the guaranteed money is in the second year of that deal. Yeah, I, it makes sense from a money perspective, and I understand that. And the Steelers are 100 percent rebuild mode. I think we we all know that, but I don't know. I think I think if, they're in soft the, rebuild mode. If you're the Steelers, if I'm the Steelers, at least I would rather pay Jimmy G significantly more, and if only to have him kind of be that Alex Smith role that we saw for a few years of having him come in, guy that played behind Brady. He has a ton of experience on his own. He could definitely be a pretty a pretty decent teacher, and if he had to be, step in and play. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move on from the, the 49ers. So I think we can agree our losers, and Jimmy G is a little bit of a loser, although you know maybe he gets cut and maybe he enjoys having a little bit more autonomy as opposed to being traded. I don't know. Um, the winner, I think, is the NFL and CBS and ESPN because now in week one, the Carolina Panthers for the second straight year open with their former, with their new quarterbacks, former team. Oh really? They open against the Browns at home in bank of America. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. I know we're doing the show and we've been talking about this ever since it happened, but you should have bought, you should have been buying tickets because you, I think you've lost out on that already. Uh, I bet you their tickets 
Panthers football is not Panthers football is not huge right now. Yeah, that's true. I wonder what I would like to see the you know the spike of ticket prices. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be interesting. Currently, Cleveland is only a one point favorite, and that was a line that was put out before this trade by Caesar Sportsbook. I'd like to see if the line moves. I would imagine it probably moves in Carolina's favor since everybody. That's what I'm saying. Gonna play. I would like that. That should move. Yeah, absolutely, it should. I do think that Carolina is probably going to win that game, and it is definitely going to be a talking point for the rest of that week, at least. No, I mean it's going to be it's going to be the chip on the shoulder if Baker plays with any modicum of good. It's going to be oh my god, the the Carolina Panthers totally won this trade, and if he plays poorly, it's like well the Browns were right. Yeah, which you know, when's the last time anybody said the Browns were right? Baker's definitely going to throw for four hundred. <laughs> I mean, that's how we do these measurements. We just look at one game. Yep, 100%. All that matters. Um, okay, so can you think of any other winners or losers as far as this goes? Because I feel like Cam Newton, the 49ers, and ESPN being loser-loser-winner is pretty good. It's a pretty good list. That's not bad. I think viewers in general of anybody that cares about the Panthers, definitely a win. 100% got an upgrade in this uh, and gave away pretty much nothing for it, so... There's really down, no downside for the Panthers, and then, you know, by default, if the Panthers win, the Panthers fans win. Uh, based off of your all-caps texts you sent me, you were fairly <laughs> excited. So, uh, well, it's, I because, think- it's because it's just, again, it's such, there is nothing but upside in this trade. It could be no upside, and it could be all the upside in the world, but there's so there's just no downside. Like, it wasn't like with the Darnold trade where it's like, well, now you're kind of locked into him for a little bit. Like, it is legitimately freedom. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see, you know, if he plays well, what kind of contract they're able to give him for seasons going out. Yeah. Oh, um, other people who won. People in Dynasty Leagues who held on to Baker. Hey, yeah, that is. His, on Sleeper, his uh, fantasy value, he is now a trending up player. And he's gone all the way to the number two spot on the trending up. Wow. Who's number one? Uh, James Proche, a wide receiver out of Baltimore. Wow. Okay. Well, that's backwards. And a loser. I, I guess the loser we probably should have said earlier and didn't and didn't uh, didn't say is Sam Darnold. Oh right. Yeah, that's a pretty. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, Sam Darnold is currently on sleeper, trending down only behind Rob Gronkowski, who retired. Like, if that, that doesn't tell you anything. Yeah, that tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. So, I mean, like, look, I, I think for Sam, he's not leaving. I don't think anybody wants Sam Darnold. I don't think anybody wants that contract because it's awful. And I think that he's going, you know, he's going to get his, his fair shake to battle it out with Baker. And, you know, he comes in with the benefit of having played in, in Carolina's system for that long. Right, he's he's got a year of playing in the system with the Matt Rule system, and so I think he's got familiarity with the players and chemistry. So he has all the advantages in the world, but he obviously, I think everyone is expecting him to now take a back seat. Heck, I think you could even make a case for he's the third string, potentially. He's not going to be the starter. That's all I know. Yeah, I mean Baker. 
I think Baker's very clearly the starter. If Matt performs well enough in the camps, he could beat out Sam Darnold because the Panthers now have absolutely no reason to be interested in Sam Darnold. None. Yeah. None at all. In fact, I would go so far as to say, you know, you is it even worth keeping Sam on your roster? It probably. I mean, at this point, no. I don't know why I mean, he would. I, mean, I think you keep him on, right? Because you're sunk to $18 million. Like, he's he's a $19 million player. Look, frankly, I think he's... I think that you should keep him as a backup over Matt. Just because yeah. Matt literally zero experience. In my book, he has he's nothing in the NFL. Sam Darnold is... He's not great, but he's there. He's something. He has some experience. He has he's a warm body. Like, yeah. He, he would be a better backup to me, I think, than Matt is going to be for at least this season. Let him... Let Matt 100% sit behind a competent quarterback in Baker Mayfield and just learn for a year. Not even really let him touch the field unless it's garbage time or something like that. But I think that you keep him on only because you've sunk the money into him. But if you hadn't sunk the money into him, then sure, whatever, let him go. Yeah, no, that's that's how I feel. Is if he wasn't $19 million or if he was $19 million, but you could actually get some cap savings back, I'd cut him, but you know you save $200,000 for him, which can't even buy you a cheaper backup. So you keep him for now, even though you're, you, you'll regret it. I, I hope this means that Matt Krell never sees the field and he gets Patrick Mahomes. That's, that's what you hope? Okay. I don't want him to see the field, and then if Sam doesn't work out, then we just we move forward with Matt. It's not a bad he idea. His, work, he has, yeah, I want him to have as much time to sit behind... Uh, the sit behind whatever starting quarterback we trot out there. Yeah, he definitely needs some time to learn. Yeah, but I'm I'm excited about him, but more excited about Baker. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, any closing thoughts, or should we end the show here? Oh, do you want to hear how high Baker moved up uh, the Panthers on Zelo? Oh, let's hear it. He moved them to thirtieth. Oh, so they went from second to last to third to last. Yeah, they are. To be fair, they're like one point behind the Bears. But oh, okay, well, that's understandable. Like, How much did it move them up record-wise? Um, I think it moved them up to be more like a six-win team as opposed to a five and a half-win team. Hey, that's something. Yeah, I mean every every couple of every couple thousand simulations, you're getting like six and a half wins. So that's not yay. bad. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah, no, there, there's the odd simulation where they're better than the Falcons. So, yay. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you later, guys.